I, Vegeta, the prince of all Saiyans, hereby command that you do not listen or subscribe to the Dragon Ball 4 Life podcast. Whatever you do, would you defy royalty? No! Bye! We have your attention, please, and welcome to another episode of Dragon Ball Full Life, where you come for the content, but you stay for the culture. As always, we are your hosts, the Fusion Dance Dons, a.k.a. the Mongods. I am Mr. Matthew Porter, a.k.a. Matty Ice, here with the oob to my Majin Buu, my counterpart, my den day one, going from the lookout to the cookout, and Mr. Troto Trav. How you feeling, good brother? I'm feeling great today. You know, we have another amazing guest on, and um, I'm really excited. You know, these Dragon Call series just continue to get better and better. So, uh, Mr. Border, who do we have on for today's the latest iteration of the Dragon we Call We have series? another challenger that has decided to answer the Dragon Call. <laughs> challenger challenger approaching. Man, she came, she came heavy-handed. She does it all. She acts. <laughs> she produces. She directs. She sings. What doesn't she do? That's the better question. That would be the shorter list. What she doesn't do. She she I'm makes a terrible us terrible dancer. There you go. Okay. <laughs> we all gotta have that one well, flaw. Something. We all gotta have that. Exactly. I can't draw. That's like my the chink of my armor. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest today. Uh she made us laugh on my hero academia academy people say it different ways academia academy depending (laughs) on how you want to say it she made us laugh there she broke our hearts on full metal alchemist and we'll definitely dig deep dive deeper into that ladies and gentlemen we have with us the one the only miss brina palencia how are you today ma'am i'm so good thanks for that intro absolutely absolutely we uh we pride we pride ourselves in boosting our guests very high that's right that's right well, and you have a, another guest, too, which is my cat, Morty. Yes. He's currently purring up a storm. It's going to be, be ASMR for our listeners. We're yeah. good. <laughs> he also likes to rub his face on my mic sometimes, so it might get, like, really loud. It's um, fine. I've, I've been invaded <laughs> by right, I, I've been invaded by my kids. Trav was invaded by Renny, his fur baby. We we have constant cameos <laughs> that come in and right, out of these episodes right. from time to time. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> so we are all good to go. So uh, as we noted in your introduction, uh, you've done it all. You, you've covered the gambit in a very <laughs> short amount of time, uh, and we kind of were trying to figure out where we wanted to start. I guess the beginning. Is a good is a good place to start. <laughs> we, so when the world you, was young, right? Exactly. In a, AD <laughs> yesteryear, a fortnight ago, if you will. So um, between you know voice acting, producing, singing, uh, was any of those three things like your first passion, and then you kind of stumbled into the others? Like what what order was it that like Brina like wanted to do these things? So I never, I'm, I've never been, and I still am not really the type of person who puts a lot of thought into the future. Um, I don't think a lot about like what's going to happen in my life. It's changed a little bit since having a kid. You definitely have to, you know, have a little like better foresight. But yeah, I, I honestly never had, I mean, I had dreams of like, one day it'd be awesome to like sing professionally or to act professionally. But in my head, I would just be a struggling artist my whole life and work at the dry cleaner, which is what I did for a long time. I worked at the dry cleaner. Um, And like, uh, my grandparents owned the dry cleaners. 
Oh, really? Yeah. I honestly, I really enjoyed it. I, I liked working in the back. I'm not good at customer service. I was a waitress for like three months maybe six months i can't remember but i was like i was told multiple times that i was the worst waitress that they ever had in my life um what was what was the breaking point for you to finally be like you know what this is not for me um man i think i just found a different i, th- I think i started working at the dry cleaner actually i think that's go. when oh, i nice. found the job nice. at the dry cleaner because i yeah i mean i knew i was bad like when people were like you're the worst waitress i've ever had i was like i know thank you <laughs> that was the point <laughs> you're like that's a, yeah. that's a compliment actually right. i pride myself yeah. on my terrible customer service skills it's <laughs> true um yeah so i definitely singing though was the first thing that i was really into both of my parents are musicians my mom's a singer my dad's a guitarist um and a songwriter and i just grew up around music it was just sort of expected that you did something musical in my family um and yeah i just I don't I don't know a world where I didn't where I wasn't singing. I don't remember a world where I wasn't singing, Um, especially with my mom. I mean, my mom constantly sang with me. Um, So I learned how to harmonize at a very, very early age. Um, I was a huge fan of cartoons, though. Um, Still am. And, uh, you know, watch them. I still watch them fairly well. Now I watch them all the time with my kid, which is <laughs> kind of awesome to have that excuse. Look, I, um, I, I I throw my kids in front of that. <laughs> me still watching kid shows all the time, but like I do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Matt, didn't you get caught uh, moving ahead in one of the shows? Oh, like, oh like, yeah. <laughs> what what show was it? I can't even remember what the show was, but yeah, me and my That's daughter, sin. me and my daughter were, were like watching the show together. And it was like super good. Like I started, oh, um, Craig in the Creek. It was Craig in the Creek. Craig and uh, the Creek. Oh, I haven't so, seen that one. So it's a cartoon. It's a Cartoon Network show, but I was introduced it through HBO Max because I'm, I'm oh, just okay. a streamer. I was a cord cutter. I don't really have like cable cable. It's like in the house. Yeah, I mean, somewhere. I haven't had cable. It honestly shocks me that any human being still has cable cable. Yeah, um, I, I think there's I like mean, a cable box in the living room for like guests and stuff, but like I don't, <laughs> like, I, don't I don't look at it. <laughs> but yeah, but there's a show called Craig in the Creek fire show so so good and she like uh was kind of watching it was one of those things where she was watching and i was like looking over my shoulder and like i heard like, this is this, this seems really good and i kind of like got into it and then one day she was like at one of her friend's house and i was a little bored <laughs> and i started watching it by myself and, you know you know streaming services be snitching on when you watch stuff <laughs> so it'll like yes. it'll like say like watch so, get away with so it. she came back in and like pick up where we left off and i was like 10 more episodes deep and she's like you watched it without oh me <laughs> i was like i'm sorry yeah. i'm excited for my kid to get a little bit older to get more into the like heady cartoons um or intellectual kind of cartoons but anyway so i was always a fan of cartoons and i loved um you know, doing like voice mimicking and stuff, but I never really thought of it as a career. At least I didn't think I had, but then my mom gave me this folder that she found of like my journal entries from third grade that we were like required to do in our English class or whatever. And one of the questions, the prompt was, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said that I wanted to be a voice actor, but I don't remember writing that. And so, oh, but apparently, wow. I've been wanting to do your, this for your a really sub, long your time. Your subconscious was speaking <laughs> to you. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, yeah, I loved acting a lot. You know, music was one of those things that was just sort of expected to do in my family, but mm-hmm. acting felt like something that was mine. You know, no one else in my family did that, um, and it felt really special to me. Like it was like my 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 secret love that like 
you know, no one could tell me how to do. Because <laughs> both of my parents are really hardcore on criticism. Um, but they don't know how to act. So they couldn't tell mm. me shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... And then as far as producing, do you mean... What, what kind of producing do you mean? Are you talking about like film stuff or... So I guess to jump ahead a bit, because I know uh, according to the the Googles, you know, who knows if they're lying or telling the truth that you had like a a, a producer type role with Funimation. So I guess that when I say producer, like that's Um, what I was referring to. Yeah, no, I I wouldn't call that darn Internet. But yeah, as far as behind the scenes, I have been an ADR director. Okay, And I have been uh, I've done music directing, uh, like music adaptation. And, uh, I've also done, I have done some very minor producing in the film world, like for short films and like web series type stuff. Um, but yeah, I, uh, that, that, that definitely came way later because that was just something that I didn't even understand how that functioned. I do enjoy doing stuff. I really enjoy of, of all those things. I just listed the music directing i enjoy the most out of all of it gotcha so you might be the uh first uh voice actor that had said that as a kid they put that down as oh i wanted yeah. to be a voice actor because yeah all the voice actors we've interviewed <laughs> so far they kind of just it seemed like they just stumbled into uh their roles or or the the, the passion yeah. not a, so. not only that it's funny you say that because i was going to bring up that uh you're probably one of the only voice actors that actually was like doing things that was performative like i was saying every other voice actor like they they shied away from like performance based things like they like avoided it altogether and it was just kind of oh, like a funny. a friend of a friend of I, a friend <laughs> like or a job yeah. that, and they kind of like <laughs> slipped into it yeah no i i loved performing i did a lot of community theater i did a lot of musicals um i was always in choir i lettered in choir did humble you know you humble stunt. I didn't know. We know now. <laughs> <laughs> That's how nerdy I am. There you uh, go. Yeah, no. I lettered. Not only did I letter in choir, I technically lettered in choir seven times. Wow. You know, you should. That, that <laughs> needs to be job. added to your online profiles. <laughs> your, your, your LinkedIn. I never wore it. <laughs> Put it on your LinkedIn. <laughs> I never wore yeah. it because I was too cool for school. Um, but like, yeah, I never wore the. I, I, now I wish I still had it. I, I was like, about to ask if you still had it. Like, gave, me and I was like, this is stupid. I hate it. Because I was like really punk rock at the time. And Screw like, you and your rules. I just do it because I like to sing. I don't do it for you. Right. I do it for the love, not the adulation. Yeah, so I didn't. I still have a few of my medals. But yeah, I don't I don't have my, my jacket anymore. Gotcha. Nah, you gotta you gotta wear them all around your neck like multiple days. Exactly. <laughs> <stunting> now. Exactly. <laughs> That makes I wonder if like on like a random Wednesday if like Michael Phelps just like takes all his medals out of his cases and just throws them on and yeah, just I like so. like struts around his what like a waste otherwise. like I feel like you I feel right. like he goes out of his way to like order like DoorDash so he can like answer the door with all the medals on he's like oh sorry <laughs> forgot I was wearing these oh, <laughs> make sure to get a belt every morning <laughs> with them on like he's not noticeable <laughs> enough <laughs> like we we get it bro you're you're Michael Phelps we we got you right. Right. Here's your pizza. <laughs> God, I want that to happen. I want that to be a reality so bad. I feel like it has to be. Like, I feel like it has to be. We're gonna speak it to existence. 
Like he doesn't get invited to any pool parties because it's just like, all right, Mike, we got, we get it. (laughs) 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 Who wants to see me clear this pool in two seconds? Oh my god, I didn't even consider him at a pool party. They they don't because he doesn't get invited to them. That's why. (laughs) He walks in with a bathing suit and they and they just give him some basketball shorts instead. Like, no, no, you can't. Right? No, (laughs) (laughs) it's dry land functions only for him. (laughs) That's the only. That's the only thing he gets invites to. They charge him to get into the pool. Yep, you you have to. I feel like you kind of have to. I feel like you definitely have to make Michael Phelps pay to like swim at your house. Like, right? Like you did this professionally. So, We're just not doing this leisurely, Mike. Like, yeah. Things going on. What were you going to say, Trav? So, so Brian, a quick question: What were some of your uh, favorite cartoons growing up? Oh man, so many of them. I I loved Batman the Animated Series. Oh, that was. Yeah. Did we just R. become R. best friends? <laughs> Yeah, that was by far my favorite. Um, I also loved The Amazing Spider-Man, which I had my son watch recently, and he actually really liked it. Um, And I I loved Courage the Cowardly Dog, Angry Beavers. Mm. I watched Ren and Stimpy. So so you watched all the goaded shows, basically. You have incredible (laughs) taste. I love it. Um, uh, Invader Zim. Um, What else? There were so many. Oh, Ed Rocco's Ed Modern Ed Life. Ed and Nettie, Johnny Bravo, Dexter's yes, Lab. Yes, Ed and Nettie. Ed and Nettie's probably dog. like my top five yeah. favorite cartoons uh, of all hey time. Hey Arnold. Yeah. Had to watch Those hey are Arnold. all classics. Yeah. I mean, I'm old, y'all. Classics. <laughs> 30, 30 is the new 20, you know? <laughs> uh, hello. I'm almost 40. 40 where? <laughs> <laughs> For you, this podcast in is my... built on trust. Don't so, lie to me. Right. <laughs> no, I'm 39. I'm 39. Well, you look amazing. Listen, look amazing. You. you you wear 39 very well. <laughs> she said, "I just drink water and mind my business." That's all. I actually yeah. do drink a lot of water. As you should. Hey. There we go. One of my one of my life mantras is uh, exfoliate and hydrate. Yep. So, <laughs> I'm right there with you. Yes, I'm right there with you. You know, (laughs) so so with with singing and you lettering and having 86 gold medals in choir (laughs) (laughs) and your love of cartoons, how did you actually stumble into voice acting? Okay, so I was a huge fan of Dragon Ball Z in high school, Mm. and I actually had um, so my now husband would always have a group of friends over after school every day in high school <laughs> to um high to school watch sweethearts. yes to watch uh Dragon Ball Z ah, together. The romance. Our first kiss was actually watching Dragon Ball. <laughs> Let's Z go. Yeah. Wait, what what let's see what <laughs> episode? What episode? It, had, <laughs> it had to have been the Cell Saga. Um, of course. Was, what of course? Uh, yeah, it was somewhere around Cell Saga. I don't remember. Did he did he line it up with the we scene when eighteen? Paying 18- that much attention to the episode. <laughs> there you day. go. <laughs> he, he lined it up perfectly when 18 cr- kissed Krillin on the cheek. <laughs> He's like, oh, Honestly, this is, it might this have been chance. right around there. I'm not going to lie. Um, Let's yeah, go. So, so we were huge fans, and we had a whole group of uh, friends that were all fans of it. And uh, there was a girl that we went to high school with whose uncle knew somebody who knew somebody who like worked at the studio. And she was able to get us a tour of what was then called Funimation and it was like when it was still in a bank building it was real small operation it was in a bank building yeah it was in a frost (laughs) bank building insider (laughs) (laughs) and uh so yeah so I we took the tour um we got to watch Chris Sabat, who's now one of my best friends. We had him um, on the podcast. 
he's one of he's my favorite awesome. humans. I love him. No, he's um, super he's dope. Friend of the show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Uh, I actually just hung out. Uh, we, we did a whole fam, fam hang recently. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so uh, we watched him record, and I remember thinking, like, I could do that. I want to do that. That looks really fun. I want to do that. And then, you know, kind of forgot about it. I was like 16 at the time. But then mm. when I graduated high school and went to community college, uh, because that's what poor kids do, um, <laughs> I <Thanks>. like remembered <laughs> that the studio was really close. It was like in the same city where my community college was, uh, Tarrant County College, shout out. Um, and whoop, whoop. Northeast Campus, what's up? Uh, so, <laughs> Represent. So I also had a group of nerdy anime friends at uh, Tarrant County College that uh, we all wanted to audition there. And so we decided to just like go. And so I walked in and I was just, I just like opened the door and I was like, how do you audition? Because <laughs> it was this room full of like cubicles. It wasn't like where they were recording or anything like that. Um, and it looked crazy to me. And I was like, this can't possibly be the right place. And uh, someone just like popped their head up from the cubicle. And they were like, I don't know. Let's find out. And so she, it was a woman. I wish I could remember her name, but she just like led me around cubicle to cubicle and was like, do you know how people audition for us? Ugh, ask so-and-so and whatever cubicle. And like just went back and forth and back and forth. And then they finally got me to the talent coordinator. And so I gave the talent coordinator my number to call when they had open auditions. And then um, I got their number like so that I could call with queries or whatever. And I then <laughs> proceeded to, I just called like every week for like a month. And then they pulled me into an audition for case closed. Now I've actually, ah, told, I love case closed. Yeah. I didn't get any, <laughs> I have like the now. DVD sale. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did not get cast in case closed. Initially. I ended up being a character in it, a uh, couple characters in it, but um, yeah, I've been told by people that I should stop telling that story because the problem is it will not help you at all. If you want to be a voice actor, everything you just heard, <laughs> so, do not do any of it. I love that you just said that because I was actually uh, hearing you tell this story. So I used to be, not used to be, I went to like acting school and stuff like that. I, I say all the time, I'm like theater geek adjacent because I didn't want to be a theater kid. Like I went for like right. TV and you print like and everything. Acting. So I remember like, yeah, 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 exactly. So I remember when I was a kid, because uh, I'm, I'm 32, I'll be 33. So my mom used to like take me on auditions, like old school, like cold calling auditions, staying oh, I here. Slate. Yeah. So I was going to say, since you've run the gambit from having to like physically go to like audition studios and stuff, and now you can just like kind of submit like tapes or like filmers and stuff like that. Do you find it easier now or then? Because uh, I have a brother that does music. And we always talk about like how it's crazy, like how you could like physically walk to Motown Records back then and like, oh, hey, I sing. And then you could like audition on the spot. And if you suck, bye. If you're great, you might get signed right there. But yeah. now there isn't like that personable interaction. Like you got to like go There's through this, not. go through this, go yeah. through that, jump through hoops. Do you find like, automations. do you find that it was easier back then when you could physically go there or now? Cause you can actually like digitally get it directly to the person that's on top, but you don't yeah. really get to like sell yourself that way anymore. It's hard to say. Um, 
it's really hard to say because it is, I do think, because back then I felt like when people would ask me like, how do you, how do I get an audition? Like even like 10 years ago, I could be like, oh, just call this number and whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, they can put you on a list. I have no idea how people get auditions now. I really don't. Whoa. <laughs> oh, hi. We got an Arthur up here. Well, we have a guest. Hey, buddy. Special guest. Say hi. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. He said maybe later. <laughs> yeah, he's like, bye. <laughs> it's because um, you asked him to say hi, and I was like, oh, now I can. I don't want to anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, now he was like walking up, ready to do it. <laughs> now that I have said, permission, no, not for me. Not yeah. <laughs> so that's not as far. Yeah. <laughs> so he's fine back there. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. So I have no idea how people audition. Sorry. You're all good. Oh, no worries. Oh my gosh, you should go tell Dada. Go show it to Dada. <laughs> well, I do the same I'm thing. Go I'm, like, oh, lock I'll go the door. I'm guessing no, totally that fine. my husband probably had to go to the bathroom or something and then he's like, Freedom! Yeah. Mama! No. And, and, and the scenarios that that's happened to me, like my kids like demand to get on the microphone. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then what she does, she gets shy. Yeah, like she'll like, she'll like, I want to talk. And then I like, go ahead and talk. And she'll just freeze up. I'm like, yeah. show business ain't for you, kid. <laughs> but yeah, but no, it's ain't, so that's, that's why I wanted to ask you that question. Cause it's like, it's easier and harder. Cause it's like, it's yeah. easier to get like the important people to see it, but because you're not able to have like that face to face interaction, it's like you can't like sell yourself anymore. Cause like, yeah, well, and now, especially with voiceover, <laughs> I mean, demos are not cheap. You know, getting mm. a good demo mm -hmm. is very expensive. Um, really? Yeah, I mean, it's at least like 400 bucks from what I've seen lately mm. um, for, for it to be done well. Yeah. And for it to be right. something that is treated like you're a professional um so yeah the with anime being so mainstream now it's a lot more competitive you know i don't know that i would have made it through the like been sifted through all the people you know what i mean i don't know that i would have like become as successful as i am had i tried now because now you have to be really motivated yeah. <laughs> and i was not that motivated of a, of a person i mean i was pretty motivated you know i called you know every week or whatever and then i showed up and did the work and uh you know did everything i could to make sure that i was always on time and whatever but uh, i feel like now it's like you have to have like a twitch following and you have to like mm -hmm. have a good twitter following and i mean yeah, I don't know. It's it's but at the same time there are a lot of people that I see um in places that don't usually have a lot of opportunity, you know, like places places that are not LA, New York, Dallas. Right. Um mm -hmm. that are able to get themselves seen and heard because of, you know, doing amazing covers or or they're just awesome at twitch streaming or they're really great youtubers you know what i mean like there's a lot of people that i don't think would have ever gotten um noticed if not for that who i think are very deserving like there are people that i'll see do crazy voiceovers like just stunts essentially on youtube that i'm just like man you are so much more talented than me <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I would never, I would never do this. Like the amount of time that it takes to like 
produce all of this and do all of yeah. this. Like, I just, I don't know how, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> I mean, some hard. of the, especially with like some of like the, just in general, like TikToks that you see mm-hmm. and just the, the amount of editing that needs Man. to happen on those. It's, it's like a second, it's, it's like a second especially job. Especially for like well, a 60 I mean, second video. It's like wild. Well, for some of them, yeah. it becomes their job. You know what I yeah. mean? Right. And like, mm-hmm. I, I do think. I am definitely not one of those people that like turns my nose up to that because having been in production, like those are hard to make. Like that's not like, that (laughs) is a skill. And like, like, uh, you know, whether I like, I don't know, sure. I might look at something and be like, well, they're not really that good of an actor, but I'll also be like, but they edited the shit out of that. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they did Mm -hmm. an incredible job and they may, may not have been like an Academy award winning actor, but like, they still made me laugh. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's incredible what people are doing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't like it when people so quickly push that aside as if they're not talented or as if they're not hardworking. Like, they work way harder than I do. I don't put that kind of time and effort into, like, my image or my brand. Like, I don't do that at all. And, like, yeah, absolutely, it's a different type of work that I do. You know what I mean? Like, I, I focus mm-hmm. on different things, but... I, I, yeah, I, I, you cannot tell me that those aren't hardworking individuals. Like, mm, right. they work their asses off. Absolutely, <laughs> and that, that's crazy because that's kind of a you kind of being in both sides of the world, like anime and acting, and like where they kind of meet in the middle. It's funny that you like kind of talk about like that gatekeeper mentality, like how people turn their nose up at like TikTok stars and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, you went about it the social media way, yuck. Like it's yeah. kind of like right. what we're combating here on DB4L. It's yeah. like the old school anime fans are like, "How dare you like this now? Like you didn't, you yeah, didn't like, you right. didn't like yeah, it before." Right. <laughs> like, oh no, it's me. It was what you shooting in the gym. <laughs> like, and I mean, I kind of like to be fair. I get, I get the, I get that feeling of wanting to be like, "No, it's mine." Yeah. Like I mm-hmm. did this whenever no one cared about it. Like I did this. Like and everyone made fun of me, and I like have trauma from all of this happening. <laughs> yeah, okay. And now suddenly you're telling me that it's totally fine and mainstream and awesome and cool. Now that you're doing it, like I get that. I get it. But also don't right. be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. And, and, and honor that's, those feelings, sit with them, have a moment, you know, tell your inner child that you did a great job like, and like that you're always we're all right. Gonna take a moment. Yeah. Breathe in. Yeah. Breathe out. I'm going to give you five minutes and then we'll, we'll talk about our uh, our favorite yeah. arcs. In our a- anime. Especially, especially when it's like, especially with anime, it's easy to spot out the posers. So like to just like blanket right off people who really want to like get involved and like who are really yeah. interested. And then it's like, like it's an age thing like how how am i at 30 gonna scream at a 15 year old about not like anime they right? weren't a, they weren't alive like what what you'll see that adult in the yeah, room like you'll see like growing the dolls like oh these kids like it and now like yeah because they're, they're, they're just discovering it now <laughs> like, yeah well and i think that's very it's just the human condition this idea we all have this feeling of like I suffered so you have to suffer. <laughs> I walked so like, you could run. Yes, like, but it's just not true. Like, right. I relish the fact that people do not have to struggle as much as I did to get be taken seriously as a voice actor. When I went to L.A., um, and this was not that long ago, uh, I got an on-camera agent in L.A. in 2015. No problem. Like, super fast because I was on a TV show 
that was called Star Crossed on the CW. Oh, it's in our things only to talk about. One season, yeah, it only lasted one season. Because I remembered the show. I was super, yes. I was super geeked oh. when I saw your IMDb. I was like, ah, I knew she looked familiar. <laughs> yes. So I was on that show, and it hadn't been canceled yet, and so it was super easy for me to get an on-camera agent. But that's the only TV show that I have ever had a series regular on. Like any other TV show I'd been on was just a guest star, and my credits for voiceover were well over 200 at this point. I think I was like almost 300 at that point. And agencies told me that I didn't have enough experience Mm. in voiceover so they couldn't sign me because Mm. they didn't count anime as experience. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I think what? I think either Chris or Jason Douglas, who played Beerus, might have like mentioned that that you know a couple years. Oh, ago. Oh, Jason would know even better than me. Yeah, He's it might have. It might it might have been him, but he was kind of it was it was definitely either him or Chris. But they kind of had like I think it was Jason. That he kind of yeah, had referenced like you know like it would have been voice yeah, acting been wasn't yeah. seen as like acting. Like it was kind of yeah. like oh you do that like ill. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Which is so yeah, crazy. People, I think, and that's probably why I have that feeling of like, man, back off, like, yeah. I, like d- get over yourself. Right. We don't need to gatekeep anybody. Like, mm-hmm. every like everyone is welcome. Like, yeah. <laughs> as long as they're not good, kind people and they're working hard, like, whatever. If they're not perfect, so, there's always room for improvement. I wasn't a perfect act. I'm ne- I'm still not a perfect actor. I still take acting lessons. You know what I mean? Like, if like I don't know. Everyone is learning. Allow them to learn. Don't just stifle mm-hmm. them and be like, you don't deserve it. <laughs> My precious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still spending the same $10 a month for Crunchyroll. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> My $7.99 for Funimation looked like your $7.99 for Funimation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's cut it out. Right, let's, let's, all, let's all enjoy this together. But I, I also love the perspective of you saying that you actually were a Dragon Ball Z fan. So we have to ask the question because mm-hmm. all the voice actors that we've asked, like I said, typically weren't kind of looking to do this or maybe they weren't anime fans until after the fact could you kind of explain that moment like when you did actually get to work on dragon ball z as a dragon ball z fan like what that meant for you as like a a dbz nerd i was okay so i i believe the first time that i worked on anything dragon ball related was a game and i don't remember I don't remember which Dragon Ball game it was, but it was whatever one Kara Edwards wasn't available to fly back to play Videl. Okay. Uh, and Kara Edwards is okay. one of my dear friends now. We we actually have a podcast together called hey. Should They Watch It? Check it out. Um, but yeah. Definitely will. So, this, and this was before I knew her, but she wasn't able to fly back to uh, reprise her role just in the video game. And so they needed someone just for the video game real quick to play Videl and I remember telling my husband you know fellow fan I was like they want me to go and be Videl and you're still in the house <laughs> you're still here he came with me he came with me to the recording that's awesome because <laughs> he was so excited which is, is so it, nerdy yeah, we, looking we back at this. it that's like not a thing that I, you, you should not it's like having your mom and dad come you know what I mean like <laughs> my husband <laughs> we were not even married at the time. He was just my boyfriend. Um, but yeah, so yeah. And it was uh, at Chris Sabat's studio at Ocatron. And I didn't know him super well at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just remember being like, uh, when like when asked, I was like, e- yes. Please. <laughs> um, 
me? Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, and then I think, I believe it was after that that he cast me as Chao Tzu and Poir. And I think I, I want to say I did both at the same time. Like, I, I can't, I don't, I, I think it was like in the same day. It was just like, play both of these characters. And I'm like, play two <laughs> high-pitched characters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I al- I always love when like our guests like line up the question that I'm gonna ask before they even know that I'm gonna ask it. Like, walk, walk right <laughs> Just walk me right to it. So I wanted to get your your thoughts. Have you heard the fan theories about Chow Tzu and Poir? <laughs> yes, that they do not exist. <laughs> that they do not exist. <laughs> yes. Well, well, Chow Tzu doesn't exist, and only Yamcha can talk to Poir. Are specifically like the two theories. <laughs> How do you feel about that? And it is just—is it just a happy coincidence that you ended up playing those two characters? Uh, it, yeah, happy coincidence, and also I think it's hilarious. Everyone thinks it's hilarious who works on the show. In fact, whenever we did—I want to say it was Battle of Gods—Chao uh-huh. um, Tu and Poir, they don't really have any lines in the movie, but they're in the background the whole time. So it's just—it's just, just Walla. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just Walla, and so. <laughs> Oh, and Walla, for anybody listening who doesn't know, Walla is just like the murmuring that you hear. I think Amanda. Amanda told us about that. (laughs) Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, and so I had to like, you know, improvise random stuff to say. And and Raleigh was directing me, um, Raleigh Pickens, and he was like, he had told me about that uh, theory, and so he was like, you should just make all of your Walla that. And so for, (laughs) and so for Chaozu. You'll never hear it because it's buried, but all of my Walla is literally Chaozu just being like, Hey guys, um, can you, can you hear me or see me? I feel like no one ever, no one ever acknowledges me and I, I'm just starting to think I might not be real. Hello? Wait, Wait Brina, I think, I think we figured it out why you weren't credited why they said you didn't have any experience because you voiced Chao Su didn't exist. exist. <laughs> Chao Su didn't exist. We, we figured it out. We cracked the code. We, we cracked the code. <laughs> That's what it is. But it's it's That's it's so it it's so funny like going back and watching Dragon Ball Z like with that in mind because like people don't engage with Chao Su at all. Like or Poir no, for that, that matter. Really like, it's like no it's like when like when Yamcha got killed by, you know, the Saiyans that everyone would say when Chao Su blew himself up, it wasn't like Oh no! Yeah, how did he blow, how did he blow up? <laughs> yeah, you, you almost had to remind yourself that he just sacrificed yeah. for, for the squad. Yeah, it's like literally everyone else that died like had like a, an emotional moment. Like when Tien died, when Yamcha got killed by yeah. the Cybermen, when Piccolo no got one cared about yeah, Yamcha. when Chasu blew himself up, it's like oh. Mm. <laughs> they say, hey man, you good? You all right? Okay. <laughs> and, then, and then even with Par, like going back to Dragon Ball, like it's just him and Yamcha. Yeah, I didn't it's do, any of, I didn't do it any of her in Dragon Ball, only in Dragon Ball Kai. Yeah. But yeah, it's I was only like, in Dragon Ball Kai. Actually, for Chaozu and Par, only Dragon Ball Kai and Dragon Ball Super. But yeah, I find I find that to be hilarious because it's like it holds credence. I always laugh because I, I always have like a running gag. Like, shout out to Kevin Feige, Marvel. If you want to pay us to do anything, we'll do it. But I always, uh, I always throw out the funny joke that I feel like a lot of his job is just like jumping in front of fan theories and being like, "Oh yeah, I, I meant to do that." I feel like I feel like so much of the MCU is fans theorizing stuff, and they're like, "Yup, that's that's, like, what, yep, that's, that's what that's that's exactly okay. how we planned that to be." Mm-hmm. So I always I always out. like uh, tip my hat to people who like 
like who's the person that noticed that no one engages with Chaozu? Like who's the who's yeah. the fan that like who's sat through? Genius? Yeah, who's like was it was that? it you? <laughs> Did you start? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man, I wish I wish I was that. That that have been that have been something. But uh, I know we want to get to uh, Manetta because you have like a uh, your TED talk yes. for him, and we want to let you My get that off. Yes, we need. I was gonna say we have to make no, sure. No, we'll, we we'll get, get to that. The the last Dragon Ball awesome related thing that I wanted to kind of touch on because you had mentioned <laughs> when we were doing our pre call that you had a lot to do with like the musical score uh with dragon ball not Z. the score not the not score, the score. No, okay then um did, so uh, what so what i did i was the uh music director mm-hmm. um for uh the theme songs for dragon ball super for the ending theme songs and then okay. the second opening theme gotcha. um so i got to do the english adaptation so i adapted all the lyrics into english for each song and then i also got to pick the singers um and sort of direct them everybody recorded themselves from home but basically like they'd record it and send it to me and then i'd give notes and back and forth um but yeah so that was really fun um i also did the English adaptation for uh, the Dragon Ball Kai Dragon Soul song as well. Hey, and nice. I sang on that too. I also was just reminded that I sang something on Dragon Ball GT. Um, <laughs> was it, uh, but, Were you Grantor, Grantor? Grantor, Grantor. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> what the heck was it called? It's like Blue, I want to say Blue Velvet. Is that a, is that I, a song? That sounds um, very familiar to me though. Yeah. Hey. Uh, sounds like an ice cream flavor. That sounds super familiar. Yeah. I don't want you to get sued for copyright or anything. Nah, it's fine. Yeah. We, we, all, we all block out GT anyway. It's fine. <laughs> I love, one of my favorite things in the world is having people remind me of songs that I dubbed like 20 years ago. <laughs> I'm like, oh yes, that was before we had any pitch pitch correction, and I'm always like wincing to see like, did I do a good job on this one? Uh, like, have you ever heard anything where you're like, oh, this voice sounds familiar? Oh, oh yeah, that's trap. Me. I was about to ask the same question. Did anybody ever play you back your music? Like, this is really good. I'm like, that's you. Oh, there. Actually, I think I did that with Blue Velvet. Not that I was like, this is really good, but there are times when people will be like, you did a great job on the song, and I'm like, did I sing that song? And I'll have to like listen to it. You're combating them like that's not me yeah, like, like no it is it's definitely you <laughs> i saw somebody accuse me they were, they were like uh brina Palencia has a really bad memory when it comes to what characters she has played in stuff so, <laughs> that's your that's uh, your stigma if could, yeah because because i because here's the thing i am very bad at knowing what video games i have been in because especially until recently like they were really hardcore about not telling you anything about the video game so i wouldn't know the title of it i would barely know what my name was i wouldn't know when it was being released i didn't know anything like the fact that people now are like putting their picture of their character with like a blurb about them and like released on this date i'm like how do you know that like no one ever told me that (laughs) stuff so like i'll have people come and like show me a game because also I will have never seen the art. So not only do I, I don't know the title. I don't know what they look like. I don't know anything. And then they'll just be like, here's this game that you were in. And I'm like, Oh, I I don't know if I was, was I, do you know what I play? I don't know. Like, so it's not that I don't care about my roles. I care about them very much and I love them very much, but they're, especially in the video game world. Like I, I have no idea. Like they're much better about it now. Because I think they understand that that's like free marketing. Yeah. Um, when people post mm-hmm. about it, but like, yeah, man, back in the day, I had no clue. 
what yeah. I was working on at any time. <laughs> so on, on your video games, to remind you of something that you might have forgot that you did. <laughs> Shout out to Jason Douglas again. I know both of you were in Borderlands. Like having being somebody who uh, has video game and television show voice acted, who which fan base do you find is like way more toxic? Like video game fans or anime fans? Video game or anime? Um, man, that's it's tough. hard that's to tough. say. That's tough. That's tough because I feel like there's toxic. <laughs> Your cadence different... on this was bad. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I think it depends. I feel like they're. I think that I've I've endured a lot more on the anime side just because I have been in more anime than okay. I have video games. But I definitely know I definitely have many friends who are big time gamers who or not gamers but you know p- p- people who have voiced in a lot of video games who have endured a lot of ire as well. Um I think it's a little bit there's a little more weirdness on the anime side because it already existed in Japanese. So you have the whole like, Mm -hmm. you know, dub haters. Whereas in video games, with the exception of, you know, localized games, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all original stuff. So like, no one's telling me that like, Mad Moxie's voice was better in Japanese. Like no one's like trying <laughs> to compare. No one's comparing me to anybody but me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think there's more opportunity for anime to immediately be hated on. Whereas in video games, mm-hmm. it's like you kind of get a little bit more of a chance. Absolutely. Now that that makes that yeah, makes I feel sense. like there's like a level of like entitlement that some people have if they read the manga prior to the anime yes. coming out. They're yeah. Like, well, you know. This is not how it. This is not how it happened in the manga. So you know what, you guys, you guys are watching the wrong things. Like, All right, well, I'm gonna keep watching. <laughs> cool. Well, I've enjoyed it. So yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry that you had a preconceived notion that ruined it for you. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm sorry that this helps me pay my bills. Don't know what you. Yeah. <laughs> don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> yeah. Like just sorry. This is my former consumption. Right. Yeah. Just- also, I didn't make the anime. I literally just did a language <laughs> right. option. On, no, it's on funny. We, we, we've had other video game voice actors on and they uh, have brought up how they often get blamed for like things that go wrong with the game. Like they've made it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, Matilda's like, yo, talk, talk, talk to the developer. I'm not the company. <laughs> well, yeah, like people will be like, so why, why, haven't you, why haven't you been a playable character yet? Why isn't Moxie a playable character? And I'm like, I don't know, dude. That's not that's about my pay grade. That's not my job. No, that's not in your contract where it says like I must voice a playable. Character. Yes, I decide what happens. That's on your writer at all times. Like, yeah. Playable characters only, please. Yeah. No asterisks and all caps. Absolutely. Yes. But uh, again, to 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 set up for the Minetta rant because that's going to be like a. Mo- oh, I feel yes. like that's going to be like a. a Higher energy, don't, happier. Don't moment. hype it. Don't no, hype no. it too hard. <laughs> no. So I want I wanted to set the stage because I feel like that'll end it on a, a happier note to close it out. But before before we uh before we make everybody happy and please them, we got to break some hearts really quick because it would okay. be oh, yes. we wouldn't be doing our job Ooh. if we didn't talk to you about Nina Tucker. <laughs> yeah, that Nina Tucker was my very very first um, 
featured character ever. I had wow. only done Walla. What, what a way what to, is, how you continued in this craft. I applaud you because <laughs> <laughs> I would have been, I'd have been a wreck. Yeah, how did you cope? Oh, I <laughs> love tragedy. Are you kidding? Well, I there you go. <laughs> well, cause I went from, I went from playing Nina Tucker to my very next role was, uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw Gunslinger Girl. Yeah. Um, but it was mm-hmm. Elsa DeSica, the, the, the girl who, um, Offs herself. There you um, go. I think that's the most <laughs> insensitive way for me to say that. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, it's like, I was like trying to keep it lighthearted, but there's like no way to say that. <laughs> no, we're here. Yeah, um, we, we have the, uh, yeah. the parental advisory sticker on here. <laughs> yeah, but just like the most devastating, like just devastation after devastation. And then I think there was like one other role maybe in galaxy railways or something that was like some sick little girl or something like that. But yeah, I was like, I think it's my thing to play really tragic characters did, did you did you get to <laughs> did you get to what well, would imagine you like prepped for it like when you got that script did you so i didn't get the script until oh you I didn't get there. there okay i didn't know what oh wow there. i did not know when i was yeah, they, they saved it yeah when her. i that's um, crazy we want you to show up to work yeah, well, no, <laughs> you would have definitely like, i think i'll do something else <laughs> so they actually they never give you the script ahead of time it's okay. always right when you show up um so okay. only thing i knew about her was that she was in it and they gave like a character description of how she should sound mm-hmm. and that's what i knew from the audition and in the thing is in my head because they were auditioning her, I assumed that she was like a lead character. I didn't know that I mean, she only lasted for two episodes. Her two episodes, um, she was definitely the lead. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, but I didn't know it was only two episodes. That's so crazy. I was like so excited because I thought I had gotten a lead character, and uh, so I was like, "Yay!" And then she was like, "And here's what happens," and I was like. Okay. I mean, but but the trade-off is you provided the voice for like a cultural phenomenon in the nerve yes. room. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that that collectively um, broke the heart of the world. Like yeah, Monica Real. Monica Real. Actually, I just had dinner with her the other night, and she gave me. Um, she. Oh my God! They're literally. Um, <laughs> I did not plan this. They're. Uh, oh no! <laughs> yes. And this and is the reel we're using. Yeah. She couldn't remember who the artist was. I wish I could give them uh, a shout out, but yeah, just her little chimera form and stickers. Aww. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, do, do you I, slap I, um, that on your fridge? Like, where do you? I like, haven't done anything know? with it, which is why yeah, it's like, just on my desk. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to do with you. I don't want to. Like, I, 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 I feel like I should be honored that it exists. Because you, because you know, it's funny. Cause like that sticker, it's like it's a deep enough cut for people to be like, "Oh, you really like this," and then they're like, "You sicko!" Right? <laughs> like, yeah. right. Like if you were to put that on like a thermos, they're like, "Oh my god, I love Fuma. You're sick. What's wrong with yeah, you?" Yeah, they're like, "Oh my god, I love." Wait a minute. Why would you put that <laughs> on your water bottle? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Matt, I um uh, so I got my uh, girlfriend into anime, and we were watching um Full Metal Alchemist, and at the end of that episode, oh, you didn't give her the heads up. <laughs> I listen, she goes, babe. That was really dark. <laughs> just like, yeah, I was not expecting it's that to so happen. Sad. So sad, but I remember yeah. seeing it. Like I, I, you know, dis- I had I got over the heartbreak of her not being a lead character. But then whenever I saw the final product, you know, my but boyfriend at the time, now husband, we watched it <laughs> in our trailer home. <laughs> 
because we were living in a trailer at well, the time. Well, good thing that wasn't the scene that was on when you guys first came. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Because who knows if you guys would have been happily yeah. married right That's now. That's a relationship that steeped point, in therapy. Yeah. <laughs> you did it that way. At that point, we were already uh, living together. There you so go. We were That's living okay. Together, okay. Going to college, living in a trailer home with holes in the floors and walls, and it was also infested with wasps. There you um, go. <laughs> <laughs> the true mark of trailer park. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the come up. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, doing well now, but yeah. Humble beginnings, yes. you know? But uh, yeah, we watched it um, in our trailer and on Cartoon Network uh, mm-hmm. with our stolen cable. And, ah, uh, the hot box. <laughs> 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 We've all been there. <laughs> yeah, and I was just so proud of myself. And I remember just thinking like, this is the coolest thing I'll ever do. And like just having no idea the career that I had ahead of me. I honestly thought I was like, well, this is it. I peaked. Like I did it. Like this is so amazing. <laughs> and I was so happy with it. And just like, wow, that's the coolest thing I'll ever do. I did it. We're done. And then, you know, cut to 18 years later. There and you it's go. My whole career. There you go. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you guys watch that back, like, did that moment outside of like you being so happy that, you know, hey, that's me. Like, this is an amazing moment. Like, like that scene and how like, did you feel like how big that was going to become? Like how that just became like just a, I, I were think you crying I, yes, with every like, I single think one I of us? I did feel the weight of it because I was, and you know, and my husband said it too. He was like, for you, of all the like one-off characters for you to have, that is that's the, the one <laughs> emotionally right. powerful one that you could have had. And I was like, yeah, like I just didn't expect it to be so beautiful, like and sad yeah. and heartbreaking, and like mm-hmm. everything about it, like was just so well animated and like it was just gorgeous. And I just didn't. I was so honored. Like I just couldn't. I couldn't believe it. Like it was beyond anything I could have ever imagined for myself. Yeah. Um, and I, I had no idea how much more I would do. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's always the, the thing I love about what we do here, uh, you know, and getting like to speak to, you know, people like you and, you know, Chris and Jason and everything. Cause it's like, A, you're literally like the voices of our childhood. So it's like, it's, it's such <laughs> like a surreal moment, but then you know, they always say like, oh, like, don't meet your heroes and stuff like that. But like, we've been so fortunate to like have guests on the show who like are such well-rounded, grounded, like personable people. So it's just like, we just always want to like take these times to obviously like highlight you. Why I'm holding this lighter? I don't know. <laughs> to, 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 are you going to like, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. This is for you Put guys. But But we always do like the like honestly from like deep down inside like our, our, our internal organs like thank you and everybody who's come on here because it's like you don't have to be here and then especially like we're all home and in our personal you know i can literally hear my kids in the background i can hear Renny on trav's side you know we had a cameo yeah. from your son so we're, we're all she was, she was just going off she was just going off upstairs. so yeah so to, to to take the somber note into like a place of like adulation and respect we definitely like want to thank you for what you've done you know personally for us on this podcast and you know providing the soundtrack you know for like our childhood and teenage years it means Man, a lot thank you thank you Matt, Thank what a guys. what a great way to lift us up from that. Se- segue my way. <laughs> <laughs> very sweet. Thank you. <laughs> to take us out of the depression. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> the moment we've all been waiting for. 
<laughs> My thoughts. Your thoughts. <laughs> oh, your <laughs> Minetta. Give it to us. Because to, to let the people know what we're talking about, when we had kind of like we're getting to know each other on the pre-interview call, you know, Minetta catches a lot of slack <laughs> in the My Hero yes, universe. Just so from much. like his like character I development. And it's crazy because it's like he catches more heat than what I believe to like a Master Roshi who's like a literal perv. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. like just yes. in your oh, face shit. with it. <laughs> yes. So when you said that you could, you have a rant that you like to yes. give just so on my, his defense. Give it to us. It's, it's you know, it's, I don't think it's too long. I haven't quite practiced it, but as much I, time as you need, the floor is yours. You didn't say it in the mirror before. <laughs> I know, I should have written it out. So here's my thing. I'm glad you brought up Master Roshi. Master Roshi should be getting flack. Like, he should be getting people shouting from the rooftops of him being a pervert because he's an older man. He should know better. <laughs> and he does know better. And he still does it. Mineta is a kid. Mineta is literally right. prepubescent, which is why I am voicing him to begin with. <laughs> when you are going through puberty... You are a pervert. You are weird. <laughs> you think about weird sexual things. It's awkward. It's so, like, uncomfortable. No one knows how to deal with it. And is Minetta dealing with it well? He's not. He's not. I'm not giving him an out in that regard. He should absolutely be slapped for the many of the things that he's done and he has been slapped for many of the things he's done. <laughs> Almost every time. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. But when you talk about like sexual predators and all that kind of stuff like these are people like I've heard him compared to Harvey Weinstein. Oh wow. Harvey Weinstein oh, wow. had Mineta. power and he used that as a manipulation tool and he was in a position of power where people didn't feel they could say no mm -hmm. to him. Not a single human on earth is going to like hesitate to say no to Mineta because he has <laughs> no power. He's got no game. He's got nothing going for him. So like, no, it doesn't excuse his behavior. Like, absolutely. He should be put in his place. And he is in the show. And I applaud mm -hmm. the show for that that's great but also it worries me how much shame they put onto him because mm. it worries me for kids who are going through puberty and who are having really fucked up perverted thoughts right. and they're like I'm yeah, my, my browser I'm history evil. in high school oh. yeah I, I, i'm oh, sure man. yeah like if that's like because i worry that the things that they say about Mineta, i worry that that's the things that they're telling themselves mm. for thinking that way and mm -hmm. that is not mm -hmm. what it should be like I, I we don't need to shame anyone for being attracted to boobs. <laughs> like we don't need to shame anyone for being attracted to someone's body. Like that's totally natural and normal. You're not a freak of nature. You're not a predator for thinking those things. You're not allowed to touch anyone's body without their consent. And you're not allowed Correct. to do anything to anyone without their consent ever. But you're allowed to be attracted to people. That's yeah. okay. And like you're allowed to like feel sexual feelings about other people, even if they even if they don't reciprocate. That's fine. Just leave them alone. Yeah. Like, but having the thoughts that is not evil. That is not demonic. That is not predatory. Like, yeah. Mm -mm. So back off. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't it funny too that like a lot of people that have these thoughts are like 
all older adults that have gone through that that have that have dealt with life experiences that would make them think differently so it's like hey you're you're talking about a a teen yeah like, i'm sure if i was a teen watching minetta i'd be like oh i can relate minetta i can relate. Yeah. Like, no me as a 31 year old i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put my life experiences on what this teen yeah is he's going not that smart probably a lot of us did <laughs> and he's I, tactically smart and right. like book smart but he's not smart like he's, he's not socially right. intelligent he's anything. yeah he's yeah. He, and he's he, i would say he's fair his social intelligence is low even for his age obviously mm. mm-hmm. so like but like cut him a break like yes put him in his place but he doesn't deserve to die he doesn't need death threats he doesn't need like <laughs> to be like destroyed and burned at a stake like come on he's a kid <laughs> chill not a out. witch hunt for Minetta she's yeah, right. <laughs> right. come on and not, and not, and not on only that stakes. let me pre- like, what are we I want to pre-record this because it's like I feel like this is a, a comment that could get taken out of context I'm speaking yeah. specifically in the context of the show of an animated <laughs> TV show you also got to take into consideration in the context of the show all of his teachers and classmates are running around half naked. <laughs> That's true. Well, not to mention the fact that his teachers Men, are one, hitting on him. And not only that, yeah, one, like, one of his teachers' power is to seduce men. Talking about midnight. Yes. Like, that's literally like, her power. <laughs> yes, and no one talks about midnight being R.I.P. R.I.P. midnight. Literal, <laughs> yeah, I know. R.I.P. Spoiler. Uh, she's a literal predator yes. because like, she is preying on young boys yeah. and like manipulating them with sexual prowess that's an actual predator and like no one is saying they're like that's awesome like what no what are you talking about <laughs> where are we directing our energy yeah. like, what? And, then, and then one, <laughs> one of his closest friends momo like she has to like take her clothes off to make objects come out like that's got right. that's, got, that's yeah. got to be a tough thing to be around all day they're not putting our guy Manetta in the best, the best <laughs> yeah, boy going through puberty that's hard no social grace going through puberty that's rough. It's they're rough. Not, they're not setting him up to win. <laughs> Cut my man some yeah. slack. Nah. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah. Cut my man some slack. But that that is a great TED talk. We're we're gonna we're gonna clip that. We're gonna put it into into the the <laughs> into the I'm, ether. Now I'm gonna get canceled. Now it's gonna be like Brina is a predator. <laughs> Defends Minetta. Yeah. The team. She says she relates to midnight. Like, like what? Oh God. No. Why? Why didn't you say that? <laughs> it's gonna be the clickbait. No. Yeah. There's gonna be YouTubers, conspiracy theories. Then Brina Palencia wishes she voiced the midnight. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, this, she can relate. <laughs> oh my Says, god, they're taking all of these clips. Absolutely. They're taking all yeah. of these clips. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. We do not we do not condone midnight's behavior. No, we do not. I do not at all. I love the voice actress. She's lovely, but I do not <laughs> appreciate that. I don't appreciate the character's behavior. <laughs> there you go. There you go. No means no. For all yes. the people out there yes, in the world, exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> animated or not, mm-hmm. no yeah. means no. <laughs> but if your power is seducing men, maybe stay away from the teenage boys, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or where? We're going to get Chris Hansen on. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Chris Hansen, like, showing up the UA is hilarious. <laughs> like, hiding right. in the bushes. Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> like midnight. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so take a seat. Oh my god, that needs to be a spinoff series. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. To, to catch a teacher. <laughs> so we're yes, gonna go. to catch a teacher. <laughs> to catch a teacher. We gonna bleep that out. That's a million dollar idea. We don't want them. Yeah. We don't want them yeah, to steal. Right. We need the royalties. Yeah, we don't want them to steal this idea. But Rina, before we let you go, I did want to bring up one final thing that I feel like it was a deep cut for me because uh, yeah. I was a I was a CW stan. All my favorite shows were on CW, Supernaturals of the World. <laughs> what was that? What was the Area 51? Yeah, I don't even know if it was called Area 51, but like the, the guy that had no belly button. He was an alien. Yeah. I can't remember it, what the name what was. That where 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 I is Area Where is Area 51 located? I always forget. Ra, Roswell or I just totally made New that Mexico. up. It's in is New Mexico. Is it Roswell, New Mexico? Did I just make that up? Because that might Roswell might have been the name of the show. Totally could Roswell have Roswell is a show. Is that a different show? Did I just combine different two different show. shows? I don't where, know. I feel like wherever Area 51 is located in New Mexico, I think that was the name of the show. I it's just don't, probably Roswell. Because it's, it's Roswell is in New Mexico and Area 51 is in New Mexico. So okay, so maybe that was the name of the show. <laughs> you're, going, you're going somewhere with it. <laughs> I am going somewhere. <laughs> Aliens <laughs> on CW. That's where I was Aliens going Aliens on with CW. This. So hey, you, I know all about that. You were a part of a show called Starcrossed, <laughs> a show that I remember. And it was funny because uh, when we had first met doing our pre-interview called you look super familiar to me and I couldn't like remember where it was. So when we, I was doing like my research and I had saw it and I had like major nostalgia started having like super flashbacks. Like I went on oh YouTube and like watched the trailer. I was like, ah, <laughs> it's her. <laughs> That's her. <laughs> but I remember the character. So I kind of wanted to just talk about that really quick before we let you leave. So my question for you, cause the, the theme of that show, do you feel that star cross was ahead of its time in terms of like its themes of like segregation and whatnot? Yeah, well, well, they based the whole concept was based off of the Little Rock Nine, the integration of you know uh, white schools uh, with black students, and like, uh, yeah. So we were the Atrian Seven instead of the Little Rock Nine. We were the Atrian Seven, and I do. So I think it's like I don't want to say it's ahead of its time because I mean obviously that's like a tale as old as U.S. history. You know what I mean? Like right. That's been, <laughs> that's been an issue for quite some time. Um, I do think that it wasn't quite in the zeitgeist in at the moment. I think if it would have come out, you know, that was my phone. Weird. Uh, I think if it would have come out like <laughs> the government's like, oh, no, they're about to cure. Know, they're about they're to like, fix racism. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cut, cut, cut them off. <laughs> cut them off. <laughs> you can hear a loud knocking on your, on your door in about a minute. Yeah, I think it's... um. I think had it been, had it come out more recently, it probably would have stayed. But I think it would have been it would have needed to be different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because all of the Atrians, uh, with the exception of Chelsea, we were all white. I mean, I'm you know I'm Latina, but I'm white. You know, like I think it would have been a more meaningful thing if there were more people of color in general in the show. Um, and like, you know, it's. I don't know. It's it's hard to say, but I I do think the show the show is really lovely, and I love I still love everyone that was on it. I had a great time on it, um, and I think it had some really meaningful things to say that were sort of cut off before they had the chance to really dive into it. Um, but yeah, I think it probably would have done better 
and it lasted longer if it would have come out now. But I wouldn't have been on it because I would have been way too old. <laughs> you would have been a teacher. Yeah, no, uh, disenfranchised youth sticking it to the man is probably like my favorite trope of like like media period yeah. like the maze yeah, runners of the world <laughs> hunger games you know like that's yeah. like that theme so it's like that was I, I really did like that show a lot and everything and it's funny because like you say what you said like had it come out now because when i had watched the trailer the other day it's like sad that like it hits stronger now like what you just said like had this come yeah. out now this probably would have been like talked about and like up for consideration for like you know like it's themes and what humanitarian and whatnot but like it came out in a period where it's not that those types of things weren't happening. It's like we uh we were all getting along better we back too, then. Well, we, and we were too busy ignoring it. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, very, yeah, there yeah. you go. There you go. It was it was yeah. swept under the rug for sure. Yes. And you know, we didn't yeah. have like all the the things that have happened that have lifted said rug. <laughs> like yeah. hadn't taken place people, yet. People weren't listening and learning. Exactly. <laughs> very very much They're true. still not really. Um, yeah. <laughs> that kind of ran the game bit. Louder. People are a lot louder about it now. That's that's a beautiful way to put black, it. Yeah. The, it was, the yeah. black square on Instagram it's, didn't solve racism. I'm so crazy. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I will say one really beautiful thing that did come out of doing that um, probably the one of the sweetest fan moments I've ever had in my life. Um, uh, after the show was canceled, um, my husband and I were really involved, like politically and stuff, locally mm -hmm. here in Dallas. Um, not quite as much anymore since we've had our kid, but back then I had a lot more time, and uh, we were helping with the organization of a pro-immigration march in Dallas, and I met a lot of uh, little girls who were like 12, 13, um, whose parents were undocumented. And they told me that they were huge fans of Starcross That's because awesome. they felt like it was a show about them. That's yeah. awesome. And it was, I texted the showrunner, uh, Meredith Averill, like right, right when I, like right after I had that conversation. And I was like, I know we didn't make it, you know, past season one, but I just want you to know what you created really meant something to some people who really needed it. So that's awesome. That's isn't that, isn't that kind of like why that's, we do the things that we do, <laughs> like, like to, to have that I moment with someone else. I'm constantly questioning, like, what does it matter what I do? Like, this is so stupid and trivial. And then I have moments like that, and I'm like, okay, it has mm -hmm. it has some meaning. <laughs> Yeah. I still think there are other There's, jobs that matter a lot more, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I got some some fulfillment here. I fixed I fixed some things. Right. I made a change. I mean, I fire, I fire, Firefly I, got brought back. We can bring back Starcross. Let's bring it back. Let's re, let's reboot it. <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah. I think, I think Meredith Meredith and Adele Adele Lim and Meredith Averill are the two were the two showrunners on it, and uh, Adele is the one who wrote uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, that's and then fire. Meredith is oh, uh, working on. Um, oh my God, Lock and Key. There we go. Ah, um, I love that show. So sad to end it. Yeah. So they're both. Very busy. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Right, well, They're look, doing we'll, quite well. We'll help you write it. <laughs> like, yeah. Me and Trav will help you write it. <laughs> if you could tell by the emails, Trav's an amazing writer. We, like, I'll, I'll throw some. I, I remember the show, so I can like we can throw in there. We'll make it. We'll make it. Uh, the, the continuity will stick. Like we'll be like, oh hey, I remember all these parts. We got this. Yeah. Beautiful. Coming to yeah. coming to a CW near you. It's on the way. <laughs> there you go. It's there on the go. way.
But Brina, thank you so much for having us here. I know you got a jet soon, but uh, Wait, we always oh, hold on. Oh, I did no, have please. one quick question yeah, please, for you. Please, please, please. Because you you said that oh. you recognize me from Starcross. Did you recognize anybody else that you uh. have just told me that you interviewed? Someone else was on that show that we interviewed. <laughs> oh no, Jason uh, Douglas, oh, baby. Let's he played go. my dad. Oh snaps! <laughs> yes, <laughs> Mike. I got you. Air horn. You, that, was, that was like one of the most comforting things in the world because it was a total whirlwind getting cast on that show. I like found out the night before that I had to fly to New Orleans to film the next day. And it was my first time ever in a big role on a TV show. And I was like freaking out. And we had a rehearsal with my father. I didn't know who was playing him. And then Jason Douglas walks in the door and I was like, Jason, oh my God, of all the people That's awesome. to get to work with on my first thing. Because I, <laughs> Jason was one of the first people that I ever directed. I met him doing, directing Moon Phase. Um, and so I, you know, I had known him for many, many years and looked up, looked up to him and like, yeah, it was just like the greatest, the greatest thing. That's um, awesome. That's super but yeah, awesome. So but bless, bless your heart filming that in New Orleans with that with that epic bang you had. Because, man, New Orleans heat is not it was a, fun. Well, I mean, it was a, a full-on wig. So like my Even like, worse. Up, like, full-on wig. Like, <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah, I was about to say. The I mean, I'm Honduran. So, like, the, you know, the, the climate is very similar. So, I, I wasn't yeah, quite dying, like. Quite as much as some people, but it was it's still pretty bad. <laughs> and I, th- I thought I thought so. I always thought that I hated heat, but I came to learn that I hate humidity because like, I've been to yeah. Vegas a couple times and I was totally right. fine because it's so hot you can't sweat. <laughs> yeah, well, and also <laughs> without the heat. humidity, it cools down at night. <clears throat> Like, yeah. you get some mm-hmm. respite, mm-hmm. but with the humidity, mm-hmm. it just yeah. doesn't go away. I remember on a plane ride to New, uh, to, uh, uh, to Vegas, the, a guy that I was sitting next to lived there, and he was just like, yeah, man, it's so hot, you can't sweat. And I was like, fuck out of here. <laughs> like, don't, like, like, don't pander to me, sir. <laughs> and then we got there, and I was like, oh, shit, he's right. <laughs> like, I haven't slept. Yeah, it's right. so hot. Like, I haven't slept. This is amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't have to just walk out here with, like, yeah. just, like, That's your tank top on. people in the desert, in, like, hot, hot deserts, they're able to, like, cover up their yeah. whole body or whatever. It's just like, how is that possible? I always wondered. Now right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, Brina, uh, we always uh, tell our guests here that you are a forever guest now. And uh, please feel free to come back anytime you have anything but we always like to end these with like you if you have anything going on or anything that you want to promote any organizations any shows any jobs please take this moment to let the people know where they can find you and what you got coming up yeah so i mentioned earlier i have a podcast with my buddy uh kara edwards fellow voice actress it's called should they watch it it's a podcast for parents Uh, if you want like a shorthand of like is, nice. Does this show uh, suck for children? Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's you know. Did you cover the opinions. Nina Tucker episode of Full Metal Alchemist? Oh my god, <laughs> not for children. <laughs> Don't do it. Uh, but yeah, so. Um, yeah, we do that one. And then I'm, uh, I will soon be coming out with a podcast. I don't know our release date yet. And I don't know when this comes out, but it's called, but I'm spiritual, uh, which is a podcast about people who aren't religious, but we're like spiritual, um, with my friend, <laughs> like artist that. Campbell. Uh, I'm not, again, I'm not sure when that's coming out, but follow my socials on Instagram. You can follow me at Brina Kins, B-R-I-N-A-K-I-N-S, Twitter at Brina Palencia, um, I'll post, I'll be sure to post about both podcasts there. I'm also going to be releasing new music at some hey. point this year. So. Oh, 86 gold medals and choir. Put them to use. 
Need the yes. letters. <laughs> All right, good brother Trav. Do you have any final thoughts before we wrap this bad boy up? No, I just want to extend um, Matt's thanks, as, and, and you know, just we just this just gets exciting, and it's really nice to just have guests on and just not just talk about their work, but just life in general. So um, we appreciate you taking your time today. Um, you know, the pre-interview call, and you know, hopefully, you know, like Matt said, you are now forever a friend of the DB4L. Thank you, guys, forever. Oh, also, I'm the worst at promoting. I also have so a bunch, I have like songs on my YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel. There's songs on there, and I'm also on Spotify, and uh, Apple Music, and Google Music, and Title, and all, you know all all this all the streamings. Perfect. You can look me up. I have some covers on there. And that's Brina Palencia. That's how they can find you on all those. Yep. Perfection. Palencia. Perfection. Let's get well, it. lifers, that was another amazing episode of dragon ball for life and another amazing dragon call the challenger approached she came she saw she conquered <laughs> <And> she, <laughs> that's right all 86 and gold medals up. <laughs> 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 she put us all to shame she put us all to shame but brina again thank you so much uh we look forward to speaking to you again at some point in time like i said anything that you got going on please feel free let us know we will champion it we will promote it we will post it but like we always say here on Dragon Ball for Life. Whether you watch it or you read it, we all need it. So follow your fandom right back here and we will see you next time on Dragon Ball for Life. Dodon Ray. Shout out to Super Producer Mikey. Get ready, we love get you, Mikey. Perfect outro. And shout out to y'all. All caps. <laughs> <laughs>